the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast, a lot of sun, toasty, 94 the high. Clear skies tonight, low 75. Tomorrow on the sunny side, hot, humid. Could be a little dangerous. Be careful. The the uh, Make sure you're hydrated and all that. 96 the high tomorrow. Looks like we're going to be north of 90 all week long. And to that end, let me just say right out of the chute, hi, Victoria. Um, we want to give gift cards out today. Specifically, I'm thinking Rita's because, you know, it's water ice weather. Am I right? It might melt, but it is. Well, if you eat it fast enough, that's true. I know some people, like my daughter Theodora, is a slow eater. She likes to just kind of go mm, a little bit at a time. My son Tim also takes a tiny spoon even. I am when I get brain freeze. And Well, you do have to be careful of that water ice hazard. Eat at your own risk. So if you want a gift card, just text our text line, 610-500-DOVE before 5 o'clock, and you'll get one. As long as you have one in the past month and one per household. So if you're the Von Trapps, you can't have everybody in the family text in. As much as we'd love to do that, we want to spread the wealth around. Each gift card, $5.60. That should be enough for a gelati, gelato, whatever they call them, Geppetto. And, or, you know, a couple smalls, whatever it is, that's up to you. You know, you, the, the $5.60 obviously is tied into our frequency, Victoria. So that's that. That's kind of where it's fixed at. And sometimes, depending... You know, that's enough for two of something, a cup of coffees, perhaps. Take a friend out yeah. to have a little friendship action. They, hey, let's go for coffee. Got a gift card from the station. If you want to be on the kind of selfish side, I guess you could just get a super large of something and do that. I mean, I'll admit I have done that myself at times. But there are times I like to grab a coffee and take it, drop it off at somebody's house. So you decide these are $5.60 in this case. For Rita's specifically today, our text line, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, and to make Victoria's life a whole lot easier, because she has so many things going on, her head's spinning around most of the day, it'd be nice if you gave her all the info up front, right? Name, full full name, full address, Social Security, (laughs) no. And your zip and the kind of gift card you want. Well, in this case, it's going to be a Rita's. But yes. you're right. Most days, it could be they can oh, pick. Oh, indeed, yes. Yeah, but today, it's going to be Rita's, so you don't have to put that part in. But it is funny. Sometimes we have an all skate going on where they can pick whatever they want. It's pretty clear. Address and what kind do you want? If you and, want to get mailed to Rita's, you still got to include your name, your address, and zip, zip, and whatnot. Yes, but yes. there are other days we do this where people will text <laughs> in like, hi, I'm Frank. Uh, I want a card. 
All right, Frank. <laughs> Frank, let's. We're just going to try this out. We're going to put your name on an envelope with the word Frank and see if it gets to you. Nothing against Frank, right? But you got to kind of help us out here. Could be a lot of Franks. That's that's it. Now, even if you were Madonna or some one-word person, I'm not even sure it would get to you that way either. So, nope. help us out. And we'll be glad to send them one your way. So you have till 5 o'clock to do that. 610-500-DOVE. We get a free $5.60 Rita's gift card, uh, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet, our, uh, works with our program. Um, so that said, last night, Victoria, I know you're a sports fan. Did you happen to watch the Home Run Derby at all? I only caught a little bit of it. I actually usually do every year, but I just kind of forgot that it was on. And then by the time yeah. I watched it, it was over. Yeah. But uh, I was happy to see the Phillies represented, uh, had some representation, I should say. Yeah. Kyle Schwerber. Yeah, he's been he's been hitting home runs pretty much every day. He has, you know, and uh, he got knocked out by Albert Pujols, who's uh, one of the best players ever, really. So there's no shame in that. And uh, tonight, uh, and then they they had a you know I think Juan Soto, young 23 year old guy from Washington, won the actual uh, home run derby yes. tonight. Of course, is the All Star game itself, and you have Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers, who's a believer. I've tried to get him on the show; it hasn't worked out yet, but I hope to have him on the program sometime. Uh, and a youngster named Shane McClanahan of Tampa Bay is starting for the American League. So that's tonight. If the game, though, did you know this, Victoria? If the game is tied tonight after nine innings, do you know what they do? No. They're going to have a home run derby again. Oh, that's awesome. I hope that happens. Yeah, they pick. That's, that's well, and it's funny because the players, you get three players per side, and they each get three swings. So yeah. it's short. It's not like forever. Like last night's right. a whole night of it. So if you're watching the All-Star game tonight and it's tied after nine, there are already three players in each team that have been called ahead of time and asked by the manager, would you mind participating? They didn't have to say yes. Some of the players who, who said yes are on record as saying, I didn't even know that's that was what we were doing. You remember, this season, baseball season was in jeopardy earlier on, right? They almost went on uh, lock, a str- out. lock out yeah. the whole thing. So it kind of buried somewhere in the language, uh, like, you know, subsection A, Q, V, t- subtitle 4, says if the All-Star game ends in a tie after nine innings, which it did like 20 years ago, and it's kind of a debacle where there's like, oh, what do we do? Because they ran out of pitchers. He's like, all right, (laughs) game's over. Shake hands. It was kind of a – so this time around, they have a home run derby. Three players have been chosen and asked. So that's what's going on tonight. Um, As far as the Phillies go, the draft has been happening. And uh, Brian Barber, who is uh, with the team, he's their scouting director, was uh, talked about – uh, I guess it was uh, their first round pick, who was just made a couple nights ago, Justin Crawford. If he was surprised that Crawford, who's a really good ball player, was available with the 17th pick in the draft, which is where the Phillies were picking. This year, probably more than any that I've ever been involved with, 21 years of scouting, three years as a scouting director, it was so hard to predict what was going to happen in front of us. He started with the, you know, the first pick in the draft that we didn't find out who was being selected until basically it was announced. Um, and there were a few surprises along the way. Justin was was really high up our board. He was a he was a player that we had identified really early in the process, even going back to spring of 2021 uh, when we saw him against some of the competition that we were scouting. Followed him all last summer and from the very first start of the year. And he played in the January tournament in Las Vegas, all the way all the way through the state tournament that he played in. So. Uh, you know, where he was on the board was was in a really good spot for us, obviously. And he was a top player on the board when we selected him and couldn't be more excited to bring him into the organization. That's Phillies scouting director Brian Barber. We bring this up, Justin Crawford, if you're a Phillies fan. He won't be up that quickly. He's only 18, but 
put them on your radar, you might be like, Crawford, Crawford, I've heard that name. Because there, there are some father-son things that pop up in baseball, and he's one of them. His dad, Carl Crawford, actually played against the Phillies mm-hmm. back in 2008. He played for the Rays when the Phillies won the World Series. And uh, Crawford, Justin Crawford, talked about uh, about that, and if he remembers that. You know, it's tough for me to remember a lot of that just because I was so young, but I, I vividly remember kind of actually, I threw out the first pitch, I think it was in, I think it was in the postseason. I don't think it was in that World Series game, but I remember I remember doing that as a little kid and just being able to know that I did that and just being that atmosphere. I know I know you Phillies fans too, you, got, you guys are amazing. You guys show a lot of love for your team, so that's, that's awesome. That's Justin Crawford, uh, who has again been drafted by the Phillies with their first pick at seven 17th overall. He was also asked about how it felt to be drafted by the Phillies, and he has a couple of connections as well. I'm in Vegas with me, and I see them. They come, they've come to a few of our high school games, so being able just to know that I'm sharing that, uh, I can possibly share that same feeling as them, it's, it's something that's really special to me. I've been able to see them on a few of our games, and it's been good to kind of just see them around now. They're still showing, showing love to their roots. It's Justin Crawford. Again, he's got connections to Phil- current Phillies, Bryson Stott. And Bryce Harper. So uh, the draft, uh, I think, is continuing on. And there's, uh, or I'm not sure if it wrapped up yet or not. But anyhow, uh, one of the cool things about this guy, Justin Crawford, as well, he is a center fielder, which the Phillies desperately need. He's fast. He's strong. He's all the things I was when I was a kid. Not really. Actually, I was a very average player. Did you play sports growing up? Absolutely. What'd you play? Soccer, ran track and field, and I did field hockey for a period of time. Wow. So you were all over the place. I was. Good for you. I was not. I was actually a very average athlete, but I was a thinker and put that to my advantage. You there have you to go. sometimes use your brains, not just your natural ability, because that only goes so far. In this fact, just, just, well, Justin Crawford actually talked about what does he think he brings to the table for the Phillies in the future. I would say my speed, obviously, and just my all-around awareness of the game. I think I have a high IQ for the game, and I take a lot of pride in that. And I just, I thank my dad a lot for that because I think I kind of just got that just from growing up with him. So uh, that's what I'll say my best though. All right. So that's Justin Crawford. I like what he said about having a high IQ. Never stop learning. He's only 18, but you know, there's, I, I don't know. My kids all played ball and I watched and you see some kids are just, they're always thinking, where's the ball going? If the ball is hit here, I throw it there. If I do, other kids like reacting all the time. Right. Right. So if you take time to plan things out and this is not just a sports thing, if you actually stop long enough to think about life and and all that it can it can be very advantageous to pause long enough to say if this is happening i'm going to move this direction if this is happening i'm going to move the other direction so uh, in any case all-star game tonight phillies draft happened uh going on and um and we're excited to see this is the one lull in the year by the way after tonight tomorrow's a little trivia question which i'll just throw out here now it's it's actually the only day all year there's no sports of the four sports yeah. No baseball, no football, no basketball, no hockey. Sportsless uh, Wednesday. It's the only day out of the year, 364 days out of the year, at least one of the four leagues is in action. It's crazy. Except tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. The All-Star Game tonight, then they have all the players have off tomorrow. The other sports aren't happening. Isn't that then funny? baseball starts up again on Thursday. So file that away in case you hadn't been aware. All right, so today on the program, uh, we have a special guest, very excited to bring on board, uh, Lee Lochnane, he is the trumpet player for the band Chicago. They have a new album out. He's one of the three founding members still in the band. So we'll chat with him, play a new song from the band Chicago. I also want to share uh, a fun story from a concert I was at over the weekend. Oh. And 
Uh, do you go to concerts much? Have you absolutely? Oh uh-huh. my gosh, I'm a huge music, huge um, music. Really, fanatic, I should say. Yeah. So like who? Anybody in particular? Okay, so it depends. I have a lot of genres that I like. I wow. like country. Country are very fun in the summer. Wait, do we need a whole segment for this? It sounds like it's going to be a big wind. It, it, it would be, but anyway, <laughs> and every genre, and I like to go to them. I'm very lucky. I live close to Philly, even in South Jersey, and there's also the BB and T. Actually, I'm sorry, I was renamed something else recently. Yeah, now it it's not changing. the BB and T. But anyway, Camden and Philly. I'm spoiled. I go to both. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, yep. maybe later you can share a couple of the artists that you – or concerts. Because sometimes an artist you like to listen to on a CD or on digital is but not that great live right. and or vice versa. Absolutely. So, well, so Lee, Lee Lockney <laughs> from Chicago is going to join us. We'll talk about the other concert. And um, we also have a couple of congratulations. We have our Ministry of the Month going on for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. So we'll do those congratulations as the program unfolds. You're welcome to go to our site, WFIL.com. And uh, and get entered for that. A couple of his his latest two books actually are up for grabs. So be ready uh, and go for it when you get a chance. Uh, you still have time left in the month, but I think you can actually enter multiple times. There's bonus entry opportunities too. One of many contests going on right now. Uh, so here we are. It's Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL is what you're listening to. And once again, if you missed it, we're giving away Rita's gift cards all hour. Just text our text line, 610-500-DOVE, 610 500 3683. Just put your name and address with the zip so we can mail that card right out to you. Specifically today, it's Rita's because it's hot and we want to help you kind of beat that heat. It's going to be hot all week, actually. Listen to Tim DeMar's show on WFIL. Thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Best thing I can tell you is God loves you. He sent his only son living through yesterday. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. That's Dion, as in Dion DiMucci from Dion on the Belmonts. And a great song. I think maybe my favorite song he's ever done, the best. It's a beautiful song. It's a simple song. And it really hits home in terms of the message of the gospel. Victoria, that's the gentleman I got to see Sunday night. He was actually at the... Uh, Keswick Theater in Glenside. Very cool. Yeah. And he turned 84 yesterday. Wow. So I had a little date with my wife and we went and she kept saying, I can't believe he's 84. Wow. Because he had a lot of energy. He looked good. He looked strong. Not that you can't be at 84, but he was jamming pretty hard on stage. He's like a Mick Jagger then. They're literally in their 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Mick's a little younger, but not much younger. Yeah. But but they wow you with like the age that they are. You think, okay, I'm going to start taking it easy, but they they go all out. Not at all. And of course, his, and in the concert, he did a lot of the classics like Run Around Sue and Teenager in Love and all that. And then he did some blues music, which he's known for. He also actually slipped in one of the the only one one of his Christian songs. He had about six or seven Christian albums in the uh, early to mid eighties, uh, and now uh, and uh, that song you just heard there was one of the songs he did. Just to give you an idea, though, of uh, of one of the songs he did. This is his newest song. I'm just going to play a little bit of it. It's called "Take It Back," and. Uh, it's a real jamming song. And it's pretty simple but and straightforward. But this is a the new Dion song. He did this in concert. Just give it a listen for a second here. Out of my mind. 
That song is called Take It Back. It's a new song from Dion. He did that in concert this past uh, Sunday night. So that was an example. He had, I think, seven other people, six other people on stage with him. Great band, saxophone player, the whole thing. Uh, so he went from that to Abraham, Martin, and John, which was a classic kind of folk song he did in the late 60s, early 70s, or something like that. And again, he mentioned he did the early doo-wop songs that he's very well known for. I mentioned Teenager in Love. At one point, he actually said, after he's done the song, he goes, I wrote that song yesterday. And he said, I, I never imagined that I would get old this fast. Uh, meaning, he said it in a, in a fun way. He wasn't morose about it. But he was, and my dad said the same thing. My dad is 94. And he said, I never thought from being 18 to 94 would blow by like it did. Yeah. So, uh, and, and also, you know, but he might not have gotten to this stage. God spared his life. I don't know if you, you know, without getting into all that, you're familiar with American Pie by Don McLean. Don's joined our program a couple of times. And, um, uh, you know, the Bye Bye Miss American Pie, which has its uh, connection, the lyrics to The Day the Music Died, as it's called, where Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, uh, J.P. Richardson, died in a plane crash in uh, early February, I think it was February 1959, that that happened. Uh, and so there's a story about that plane, because there, there was a tour, it was like a winter dance party, and the big names were Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, uh, and they were traveling, and it was getting tough riding this bus. So they actually chartered a plane to get a, a couple days off, a chance to do laundry, just to breathe. And uh, But there was only four seats on the plane. And so there was a story about how uh, they, were, they flipped a coin to see who would go on because one person wanted to go versus another. And uh, you know one person won over another, and then the plane crashed. Uh, but Dion actually later uh, kind of refuted that a little bit, and he said it wasn't – a couple other people he says I was one of the two people. Some people don't think that's true. He says, no, but I was one of the two people and I actually won the coin toss, but I decided not to take the flight because it would cost 36 bucks, which is around 300 and something now. And that was about what he had to pay in rent that his parents were paying for him. And he thought as much as I'd love to go on this plane and have a little extra time, I can't really justify the fact that my parents are paying my rent for 36 bucks, and then I'm going to go blow $36, and the rest is history. So here he is today. Uh, I share some of this probably because I tried to get him on the show before the concert, like last Friday, and it just didn't work out. Uh, his ma- manager said he's actually not doing interviews while he's on tour. So um, maybe when the tour is over... Uh, that, that'll work out. The other thing, too, Victoria, I, I mentioned this to my kids when I got home, because they, they've heard songs like Run Around Sue, that familiar with that, uh, and a couple of the Christian songs. They've played those before. But he said, I said, you know, I used the baseball card analogy. I don't know if you've ever collected things like that or whatever, but in the baseball car, card world, about 25, 30 years ago, there became this, this shift towards fancier cards, higher card stock. And uh, instead of buying a pack, you get 10 or 15 cards for a quarter or 50 cents. It became you get eight cards for $2. And now the packs, if you go even to Walmart or something, the packs are very expensive. You might, you might, you know, like $60 or $80 a box or $100 a box. And I was a kid, they were $10.80, 36 packs times 30 cents a piece. So I said to my, all that to say, although people have been enamored by uh, the shift in card card collecting and it's actually kind of been detrimental in some ways because uh 
instead of having a chance to spend money, it's simple money and, and enjoy collecting and looking at the back of the card for the stats with your kids like my mom and I did for years. Now it's almost it's impossible to buy packs or more than a box of that. I think uh, Wawa actually was there the other day. The, the 2022 Tops cards are three ninety nine a pack. I mean, it's like eighty yeah. or ninety dollars a box, yeah. and it's like twenty four packs in the box, not even thirty six anymore. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, but what's happened is a backlash, and here's why. Here's why I said this. Um, a- after a while, I've seen some of the card collecting market and people who collect revert back to classic cards. They, I mean, Tops was the kind of the granddaddy in 1952. That's their right. that's their big set. And uh, there's tobacco cards before that in the, in the teens and 20s. But as far as like the modern co- baseball card collecting, Tops is the granddaddy. And I, the, the value of cards from 1952, 53, 54, and even into the 60s and early 70s has risen because people realize there are very few of them compared to the mass-produced glitzy stuff today. So right. you can collect that stuff if you want, but there's this realization like there really are only a handful, comparatively speaking, of these classic cards. So I said to my kids when I was trying to figure out should we go to Dion, uh, should we try and fit it in because we need childcare and all those other things, I thought, you know, he's coming in the area. He's 83, almost 84. I don't know if he'll be back again ever. Right, yeah. And this is a classic. This is a rock and roll Hall of Fame act, right? Whose music has influenced my life, right. a lot. Yeah. And so, uh, th- thus the decision. And my son Toby, who we've collected cards together, he really understood that analogy to say, yeah, you know what? That was a classic artist. You saw a true Hall of Famer. Uh, so, all that to say, I want to put on one of the songs that he did in concert. So, you know, when you think of people like Bob Dylan and other artists who have been very well known who had a you know, conversion experience, sometimes they kind of retreat back into, uh, you know, after a while, they might do some Christian albums and they kind of pull back a little bit, or it's a little hard to pin down, where, where, where are you with the Lord or not? Are you, you know, uh, so ultimately the Lord knows all that. But when he came to Dion, he had six or seven albums, very clear, very clear gospel. Um, and in the concert, so I was curious, will he do any of those? In the last 20 years, it's been less clear where he really is at in some ways. Um, and so anyhow, he did do one song. It was actually third, to, third from the end, kind of a high-profile spot to do. And it's, uh, he did a song called Sweet Surrender. And before he did it, he actually kind of set it up and said, you know, he talked about going to church in Chestnut Hill Sunday morning. He talked about... Uh, he taught his kids, you know, to fear the Lord, to love family and their country, and some other things like that that were that were, you know, okay, sounds good so far. Uh, but then he also talked about, you know, we're all going through things, and his encouragement, without making it an altar call, was to to look to God for help. And you know, when I was at my worst, you know, I looked up, and I, and so so you know, not being someone of his stature and understanding, you know, you can only walk in, you can't walk in someone else's shoes. I had to, I was like, you know what? That's cool. I'm glad. I hope I hope some seeds were planted. And then he went on to play this full song. So I'm going to play it for you here. This is called Sweet Surrender by Dion. This is from one of his Christian albums in the 80s. And he did this in the concert right before Run Around Sue and The Wanderer were the two songs he closed that concert with. Uh, we also have, if you're just tuning in, Lee Lochnane from Chicago joining us uh, on the line in a little bit. Uh, also, we're giving away gift cards to Rita's, 610-500-DOVE. Uh, after the song here, we'll do a few shout-outs uh, for those who have won. But you're welcome to text in and get one. 610-500-3683.
Just get your name and address with the zip in there, and we'll mail that out to you. If you've won in the past month, you can't do that, and one per household, the deal. 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Victoria, grab your address off the text line, and we'll get these cards mailed out. This is specifically for Rita's for a $5.60 gift card. This is Dion and Sweet Surrender, WFIL. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. Sweet Surrender from Dion. Again, he did that in concert a couple nights ago. Had a chance to see him live. It was a great show. And uh, I've shared this story partly and wanted to do a segment on this. Uh, The name of the show is The Tim DeMoss Show. I'm not trying to indulge myself, but I am a little bit. Because this is who I am. This is part of how I grew up. I grew up listening to Christian music. And uh, this is, in fact, he came and did a a concert in uh, Montgomery County like 35 years ago at a local church. Uh, when I was probably 14, and uh, well, I was 40, uh, was longer than that. Anyhow, uh, certainly an influential time in my life, musically speaking, and his music you know, remains very influential to, uh, even now with his brand new song out. So uh, that said, Victoria, let's shift over for a quick second before our break, and we come back with Lee Lochnane of the band Chicago in a second. Do you have a few folks to congratulate? Because we're Absolutely. doing the gift card this hour. Right? Yes. Okay. Gift cards. Let's oh, do you're gift cards first. Up on me. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we can we do the have, mis- ministry yep. of the month first. <laughs> Either one. We'll do gift cards first. We okay. have Valerie's a winner from Pottstown, Margaret from Philly, Ziva from Philly, and Laurie from Jamison. Okay. All gift card winners so far. Okay. Congratulations, and you can add your name to the list really that easily by texting in your name and address with the zip, and we will be glad to send out a gift card to read us for you. Six ten five hundred Dove is our text line. Six ten five hundred. 3683. It's a guaranteed win. One per household. And uh, if you won the past month, you got to sit this one out. Kind of want to spread it around a little bit more. But other than that, it's a guaranteed win. 610-500-3683. Quick break. Lee Lockman of the band Chicago going to join us next. He's one of the founding members. That's on the way in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. The band Chicago has been around with a great horn section, certainly their signature sound. And joining us on the program, founding member of Chicago... Lee Lochnane. He also plays fl- uh, flugelhorn, and he's a songwriter. Uh, Lee, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Tim? Wonderful. Congratulations on Born for This Moment. How does it feel after all the work that goes into it that you know, have it releasing now? Uh, it feels great. Uh, the, the hardest thing was making it. And uh, when you ask me what the reason is, COVID. <laughs> it was, so it took a lot longer to put it together than, uh, you know, normally we would be able to get together like in the same room in the studio and talk to each other and stuff like that. Sure. That was not possible for this. So it was more email and more songwriter oriented. Okay. Yeah. I think when we, uh, we spoke, uh, I guess a year or two ago, and I think during that conversation, you talked about a, like a traveling studio or the ability to do things more mobily. So at least it sounds like you've been better prepped because yeah. you've been doing it for a while. We, we, yeah, we did that for a while, but we weren't even able to do that with this album. Wow. We had because we couldn't get together even with the bus wow. or uh, in, in a hotel or anything like that. Everything, the whole world was closed down. Sure. So, you know, uh, and and for 
not only this came out on the 15th and a couple weeks before that we released the single if this is goodbye and that is climbing up the charts that's in the top 20 ac that's exciting so thank you very much for playing it. <laughs> well tell it so tell us about the, a little bit more about the creation of the album then because you had the challenges but what are you most say most proud about and what are, what maybe the whole story about uh you know the work you had to go through to put it together so folks can understand it and appreciate it even that much more well, I am proud that we got it done, first of all. Sure. And uh, second of all, I was building a studio during COVID, so I had plenty of time to put the studio together. And by the time I got it got it finished, I, I, I was doing a Carnegie Hall project with Tim Jessup, my engineer. And it took us 10 months to put that together. We, uh, we uh, uh, recreated, I guess, all eight shows that we did in 1971 at Carnegie Hall. Wow. So that was quite the project. And then all of a sudden we were doing the Chicago album and no way to actually get everybody together in the same room. So um, when, when we finally started playing again at the end of 2021, I put, uh, I got the guys together early and we recorded the only song for the album that was done with the full band playing. And that's called If 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 This Isn't Love. Okay. Which I, I wrote with a guy named John Durrell. And uh, that's the only song on the album that we all played together. Wow. And then we recorded the brass parts at, at my studio in Sedona. Lee Lochtane's our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, founding member of Chicago. Let's get that first single from the new album on and keep our chat going. The album is called Born for This Moment. Just came out. And the first song, If This Is Goodbye, on the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. AM560 WFIL, brand new from Chicago. If is uh, if this is goodbye is the song. If this is goodbye from their new album, Born for This Moment. Lee Lockney and our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show plays trumpet, flugelhorn, writes songs, the founding member of the band Chicago. Before I forget, speaking of playing together, you're actually in concert this Friday in I guess it's Burgettstown or Bridgetown near Pittsburgh. Which is a, a you know it's a bit of a ride for folks in the Philly area, but it's it's the closest the tour gets, and it's not that impossible to get to. So, if folks uh, make that trip, uh, what's in store concert wise? Have you had a chance to you know get all that together, and how much because you have oh, so yeah. much material to work with too? There is going to be we'll, we will do a cross section of the entire career. In fact, we start with uh, introduction, which is the first song off the first album. Wow. And uh, and then we go on from there, and we also play "If This Is Goodbye," which is the uh, first single off of this album. That's great. That's great, uh, Lee. Tell me this. Uh, just going back in time, I remember. I guess your your dad was very influential, right? Because you grew up in uh, like watching him play. Is that right? I never actually saw him play. He had stopped playing by the time I was born. Okay. But when he came out of the army, he he the only thing he brought home was was his trumpet. And wow. It was up in the attic somewhere. <laughs> and when when I became school age, they you know asked me if I wanted to uh, maybe play an instrument, and uh, there was a trumpet upstairs, so I became a trumpet player. I you know and I've never looked back somehow. Isn't that something? Well, and I I remember reading somewhere about your. Uh the, your audition where they said, show me your teeth. I thought that was very funny, but also practical, right? <laughs> exactly. It, it's uh, If the teeth aren't in, in good position, you try to uh, 
to you know shove that mouthpiece down your throat, it's not going to be a good result. Well, along that along those lines, you know, I grew up. Uh, our family, our kids play piano and drums and guitar, but we never had a horn player in the house. Or we had a flute. The closest thing was a winner was a flute. My wife plays. Um, so for those who don't know, including myself, any aspect of your craft, just that people could appreciate what it takes to do what you do, playing the trumpet. It is something that has to be continually worked on. I mean, when they talk about uh, you know, the important thing is to practice, that is not uh, something that should ever be overlooked. Mm. And every brass player is shaking their heads, yes, I understand that. <laughs> and it's not something that you always want to do, but... If you can enjoy practicing and getting better at it, by the time you hit the stage, you have done the the harder stuff, you know, more times than than uh, uh, than anyone else. So by the time you get on stage, you're ready to go. Yeah, Lee Lockney, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM five sixty WFIL in Philadelphia, plays trumpet, flugelhorn, writes songs, and is a founding member of the band Chicago. Brand new album is called Born for This Moment. Lee, uh, as a founding member of Chicago, it just occurred to me, you know, you've been through through every single stage of, of the band, and I was just, obviously everyone in the band cares about the sound, but I was wondering if you feel, I don't know if call it guardian of the sound or something, where you've personally been involved all the way through. Do you feel extra responsibility to make sure Chicago stays Chicago and consistent every album that you put out? I don't know if I feel more responsibility. I just sort of do it it's just sort of something that has come into my lap and uh i enjoy it yeah that's great yeah. one other question for you lee too because obviously folks like, like the numbering system born for this moment is 38 which is somewhere on the project right because some people get freaked out if they don't know there's a number still involved right i think it's on this on the side okay on the, the album. i don't think i ever understood or knew why was it just something that you started with and it kept going and it made practical sense or it was uh, well. The first album was Chicago Transit Authority, and the, the second album we had named ourselves Chicago on the liner notes of Chicago Transit Authority, and we just called it Chicago. Okay. The second album, and then that became uh, Chicago Two, but uh, that wasn't our title. That we called it Chicago. In fact, the subsequent albums after that, we all called them. We called them all Chicago. And they became two, three, four, five, and so on. Interesting. Like so, so, so you actually weren't thinking. Let's let's go just numerically and keep adding a number in your own minds. It's just this is another Chicago release, so to speak. Correct. Interesting. Correct. It, uh, it's like George yeah, the, Foreman named all his kids George. <laughs> that's right. The bookkeeping department had to have something to differentiate one from another. But it's practical, and for those who like organization, it really does help. You know, am I missing anything in the collection too? You know. So, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. And then we start screwing, thing up, screwing things up by trying to name them every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, it keeps things interesting. <laughs> well, it's I great. Oh, what are they doing? Now I'm totally confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to talk with you, Lee. Thank you for taking time mm-hmm. with us today. Uh, God bless you. Keep up the good work, and congratulations again on the board for this moment. Thank you. And uh, if this is goodbye. That's right. That's right. And is there any story quick before you hang up uh, on that song? In particular, how it came to be? Uh, that was one of the first songs that I heard as a, that would be a, a, a candidate for being on the album. And it caught me right off the bat that, that, that this song could have some legs. Okay. And it turns out that it does. 
That's great. That's, and by the way, so it's available. The new album's available everywhere except vinyl, which, but that is coming because my kids collect vinyl. So that's... That's coming. It's supposed to be uh, October, I believe. Sometime. Okay. Yeah. I would think someone in your shoes after all these years would appreciate that that medium specifically, the chance to look at a piece of art, you know, in your hands. Exactly. Then you have to put the nickel on it again if there's a skip, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks again, Lee. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. That's Lee Lochnane, uh founding member of the band Chicago, one of three founding members still in the band. 38 albums now, the newest one, Born for This Moment. We have a quick break. We're going to come back and uh, wrap things up, including make sure you know about our Rita's gift card giveaway. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 4.56, the Tim DeMoss Show. A couple minutes left in the program. You have enough time now. If you text our text line by 5 o'clock, that's just under three and a half minutes, we'll give you a gift card to read us free. $5.60. It's an all-skate. Everyone wins. Only exception is if you've won the past month. And one per household. Other than that, you can put your name on the winner's list. We'll mail it out. We just need your address so we can send that out. So if you want one, text us up. 510-500-DOVE. Uh, 610-500-3683. That's 610-500-3683. Any recent winners to shout out to, Victoria? Yes, John from Southampton. All right. Is that, now, is that Southampton, PA or New Jersey? Pennsylvania. Okay, because yep. there's, I'm understanding. There's, there's two of them. Yep, we were just talking about it. That's right. So congratulations to John, and we can congratulate you too if you text in before 5 o'clock, 610-500-3683. Gift cards courtesy of our uh, show uh, sponsor partner, uh, Brian Chevrolet in Jenkintown. So that said, we also have our Ministry of the Month contest. We have lots of contests going. And right now we're giving away Dr. Michael Youssef from Leading the Way, which is at 530 uh, never give up, holding fast to biblical truth in times of danger and despair, and also finding true peace. Those are two books he has written. Victoria, how about a few shout-outs for folks who have won so far this month? Yes, we have Kelly of Southampton, PA again. Oh. A lot of people from Southampton. Michael of, of contest winning. Michael of West Deptford, New Jersey, and William of Westchester, PA. Okay, so congratulations to those folks. And uh, you can add your name to that list, perhaps, but you've got to get yourself entered at WFIL.com. And again, you win both books should you win. We had hoped to have Dr. Youssef on this month, but he is traveling. I think he's partly on vacation and doing submission work. He does have another new book. He's, he writes a lot coming out this fall, and we're in contact with his folks and hope to have him on in conjunction with that maybe in a month or two. So in the meantime, congratulations to those folks and others. Thank you for listening in today. Thanks also to Lee Lochting of Chicago, one of the founding members, joining our program. It's a wonderful time. Victoria, have a nice night. You too, we'll, Tim. We'll Thank see you. Tomorrow. All Do right. it again tomorrow. Dr. Uh, Youssef at 530. Before that, Alice Dubeg and Truth For Life next on WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.